0: Hey Jack, guess what? What? We have a sponsor. Oh
1: yeah! the orange theatre company
0: they've been entertaining the central west of new south wales in australia for over 45 years
1: musicals plays concerts and workshops they really cater for all
0: check out the orange theatre company's website and socials for more information on their 2021 season they just get it right the orchestra the talent on stage the audiences love it You can't go wrong with an OTC production.
1: And you go at the door thinking, I want to see that again.
0: I go out the door watching you in an OTC show and I go, I want to see that again. Oh, stop it, will you? I think
1: exactly the same about you.
0: Oh, gosh, you're such a charmer. Thanks, mate. Anytime. Welcome to Behind the Curtain. Please refrain from singing in the rain, stepping in time, and learning your lines out loud during this podcast. Sit back, relax... And enjoy the show! G'day there, welcome to this edition of Behind the Curtain. Jack Daintiff, I see you bopping along there. You've got a whole routine <laughs> now for the intro. Well done.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm just so used to it with all these shows that we've um, been doing throughout our career so far. It's, it's, I reckon it's really the best part of the show, obviously, apart from being in a show, but the warm-up, the overture, I reckon it's the best part of the show. What do you think, George?
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember. I mean, it's funny. I feel like I've done a heap of shows with you, but I've only done, what, one? One, I think.
1: Yeah. I- I think it is, yeah, the Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid, a and little I just show.
0: feel like every single time, yeah, every single time we were backstage jumping along to that mm. overture, it was just the best. It's a highlight of my life, to be completely honest. It's really good.
1: And I-, I remember us actually standing on the ship about to come on, and we're all just bopping along to the
0: overture on on, on this ship. <laughs> It was so much fun. A homemade stage prop that was probably about to fall apart with us big fellas on it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, can you please uh, introduce Mm -hmm. to the listeners our wonderful guest today?
1: I would love to introduce our very special guest, Mr. Cameron Boxall. Thank you so much for giving me up your time for coming on, joining us on Behind the Curtain this afternoon. How are you?
2: I'm doing really well, boys. Really, really well. I I, I must admit I loved the dancing as well. I did a free <laughs> because I decided to bop along. Very, very
1: nice. So I loved it. Awesome. Now, Cam, where does this whole
2: journey start off for you? Um, well, I kind of I grew up in Canberra actually, and kind of found the dancing bug around around the age of nine. I started off um, started off doing soccer, and then I used to skip around the soccer fields picking up flowers. And my auntie went, "Hey," so my mum went why don't you put him in a pair of tap shoes and then it just kind of (laughs) continued continued on from there and kind of the initial love for theatre itself came from seeing a um production of the Lion King back in 2005 because obviously growing up in Canberra and you'd know this as well boys um being from a country town is that you know traveling to a big city and seeing a a big professional show was like you know you'd you'd count down the days and I'm talking like you know from, starting from like 150 days until you saw this show um so yeah we made a, a big week a big weekend of it and went up and saw Lion King and I sat there and all the animals walked past me I was in year seven and I was like yep I want to do that so that's kind <laughs> of where it all,
0: it all began that's really incredible. Now, I, I mean, I'm, I'm reading over your biography at the moment, and 2018, um, you know, Michael Jackson, the Legacy Tour, Australia and New Zealand, a featured dancer. What was that experience like for you? Because that's incredible.
2: Yeah, it was good. It was really, really fun. Um, I got to work with a really great performer. Um, his name's William, and he's a yeah great MJ impersonator. He's been over quite a few times. And I was fortunate enough to jump onto the back of that, and we we toured around Australia for about oh goodness, how long was it? It was quite, it was quite a few months, and we did New Zealand as well. So yeah, it was a it was a heap of fun. It was something that because
0: you would have I come really... to Bathurst for that. Yes, I think we did. I think we did. I saw I that, did. One. Yeah, re- was was that one. Yeah, it was really it oh, was incredible. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting seeing the entire thing played on stage because it honestly felt like you were at an MJ concert. In Bathurst yeah. of all places. Like Yeah. It was
2: odd. He's pretty he's pretty <laughs> remarkable. And also like learning all the choreography and everything. Like you, you can't you can't beat it.
0: <laughs> oh, there he is. He's got it uh, a, a <laughs> Michael Jackson reference already. already. There it stuff. is.
2: It's only gonna get worse from here, boys. <laughs> uh, Just hold on your hats.
0: <laughs> they're a bloody smooth criminal, Cam, I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> oh, thank, you. thank you, mate. There we are. There we are. There we are.
1: Now, can we we talk about NIDA? We talk about Whopper, but for you, it was ED Five International where you studied a diploma of performing arts. And how do you think that experience sort of shaped your career? Do you think?
2: Oh, it it changed like it completely changed my life. To be honest, because you you kind of I remember that one of the first lessons we went into it, and you kind of especially coming from Canberra, coming from like thinking you're a big fish in a small a small pond, and you get into the into those kind of scenarios and the, the leader of it, William, turned around and goes, put your hand up if you think you were the best in your, in your junior school as a dancer and you see everybody put their hand up and it's kind of that realisation of being like, OK, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a lot of hard work. But, yeah, you know, it, it was tough. It was two years and it, 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 it killed me, but in the best possible way. And I went out of it with an incredible amount of knowledge and respect and I think the biggest thing to me learning from it was just patience, being able to know that everybody has a different timeline and everybody will achieve certain goals and everybody's version of success is different. So, yeah, I think that was the biggest, the biggest thing for me.
0: Now, we've spoken to a lot of male singers and actors and dancers, and I think mm-hmm. everybody's every actor's story when it comes to growing up as a male dancer is very different. Sometimes it just is perfect. Sometimes it's an absolute, you know, pot of hell. What was it like for you?
2: Um, I think it was a bit of a mixed bag of both. I grew up, um, I went to a Catholic high school and it, it definitely had its struggles being a male dancer. Um, And I kind of, just i i didn't i didn't let it phase me i didn't let it affect me luckily and i know that's easier said than done and i know a lot of people out there really struggle with it but i just was so in love with what i was doing that nothing thrown my way was going to ever change that so i just kind of took it in the best stride possible and just went you know what i'm going to focus on my dancing i'm going to focus on me being me and if you don't like it then i'm just going to leave you behind you can get out of my way and yeah, yeah i was yeah. i was very lucky to to grow up in a family as well that was incredibly supportive. And the dance community and the theatre community in Canberra were just so loving and caring, but all that that stuff that happened at school didn't, didn't, didn't bother me. So yeah, very lucky.
1: And now Cam, following on from your experiences, following your dancing journey, you actually got to go on the Princess Cruises as a dancer how how was that experience performing on a, on a ship of all places? It's a bit different to the theater sort of scene.
2: Yeah, it was it was interesting. It was my first professional contract coming out of eighty five. Um, about six months after I finished eighty five, I booked the Princess Cruise. Um, did a couple of them back to back. Uh, it was it was a load of fun. The traveling, the performing—you uh, can't really beat it. You you know, you go to sleep and then wake up the next day and you're at a you know different tropical island mm. or. You're exploring the shores of Alaska or wherever it may be, but um, as you do, as you do, as, yeah. as you do, <laughs> casually, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not, both <laughs> <at all>. um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was a blast. It taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. I think the biggest thing was kind of the hardest thing for me was the fact that you're kind of chucked into a room with 15 other people. And you're like, these are strangers from all around the world, and we hope you can get along because you're gonna be stuck <laughs> in a crew together yeah. for nine months. Mm. <laughs> and that, that's, yeah, that's the trickiest thing. Cause not like obviously you're gonna have clashes, you're gonna have, you know, personalities aren't gonna mesh well. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, that was kind of the the isolation for me was the hardest part to quite mm. funny right now at the moment. Um, but yeah, in terms of performing and all that, it was it was outstanding. I love it.
0: Well, let's go to that. What was isolation like for you in the real world when it came to COVID times?
2: Well, it was <laughs> um, it was <laughs> it was okay. I, it was a struggle. I ain't gonna lie because I had I had a roommate, and then they had to leave because of COVID. So I was kind of stuck in my two bedroom apartment in Sydney without a roommate. So you can just imagine financially how much of how much fun that was, Um, (laughs) I had to do a lot of Zoom stuff in regards to teaching dance lessons, doing all that via Zoom and had a lot of projects that just felt, I remember, I lost quite a bit of money. There was, I don't know, I dreaded Friday. I remember it was a Friday Mm. where everything kind of shut down and I was receiving phone call after phone call, email, gigs cancelled, everything just being shut off. And Mm. it just, it really, it really hit, (laughs) really, really hit um but yeah i made it through i'm here and i've got a roommate yeah 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 you got a roommate good
1: (laughs) Good. (laughs) that's good that is now cam what was what was the whole dance lesson process like like i know over zoom it would have been completely different to in person
2: yeah it it was challenging it was very very challenging you kind of had to be on for the amount of time you had the classes for there was no real break to let the kids Mm -hmm. just do their own thing um luckily i kind of teach a older students so I kind of teach from like 10 years up so I didn't have any of the issues of trying to keep a kindergartner focus <laughs> through a through a zoom call but yeah it definitely had its good days and its bad days the best thing about it though is that once you finish the the dance lesson, because I just did it in my lounge room here you know, you just wow. kind of go the laptop and made your dinner and went to bed. So that was the great thing, you
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Can you tell us a bit more about your experience with Pacman Productions? I mean, I've gone to see a couple of them. I've watched a, a bit of their journey from the earlier days, and they've really formed into this amazing theatre company. How instrumental was doing productions with them for you?
2: Oh, uh, it it. it- I know I say, I say this phrase a lot, my dad hates it when I say it, but it changed my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Packerman has been huge, astronomical yep. in what has become of my career so far. I started back in 2013. They did a production of Hairspray and I was studying at the time. I was finishing up at 85 and a close friend of mine said, hey, Cam, one of our Corny Collins kids has like, broken his collarbone in a football game are you free and they said they said um we open the show in three weeks can you come and join the cast and I was like okay and then (laughs) anyway I got the call um from one of the production team members and I walked in there and that's when I met um Neil Gooding and Peter Haywood and Camilla who was a choreographer at the time and I saw in front of me people like we had John English, as I ever a term, lad Wayne Scott Kermond was our Wilbur. Um, Clee Morgan, who played Motor Maybell in the professional one, she played our Motor Tongue ma- <laughs> twister, yeah, <tongue-tose stuff>. Motormouth <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Mouth. Um, this one. Say it fast enough, and it sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember, I sat I sat down in front of them and Neil just goes, okay, we're gonna do a full show run. And I was like, all right. So I just sat there and watched a full show run. Mind you, there were 90 people in this cast. Wow. And I watched it and it finished and he leant forward and he goes, do you think you can do that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Cause you know, when you're that young, you just kind of like, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, everything's great, it's gonna be good. It's fine, it's fine. So um, I remember still learning. I still Mm. didn't know the full You Can't Stop the Beat when we went into our first day of tech. And there's footage of me being led around the stage by my partner trying to learn the steps. But we got there (laughs) in the end and it ended up being amazing. But um, yeah, so that was my first production. So I just started started quite early there. And then I continued on to do Annie. Um, I worked on Beauty and the Beast, um, but didn't end up doing the show. Because the brilliant thing with Packerman is that they're incredibly supportive in regards to you furthering your career. So I was <clears throat> about a month out from opening of Beauty and the Beast and I booked my first Princess Cruise, cruise contract. And I, I said to them, I said, I've got to take it. I've got to yeah. take it. And they were, like, go, go, do it. This is go. what we do this for. Please, go, go, go. go. Um, and that, that happened a couple of times with a couple of other productions, but they've always been so incredibly welcoming with open arms. And I've slowly kind of moved up into becoming dance captains for them the last time they did Wicked. Um, I've done a couple of assistant choreographers, choreography positions and yeah, I've been, I've been very fortunate and they've been very, very nurturing with me. So yeah.
0: wonderful, yeah.
1: Awesome. And now Kim, you've actually been a part of some television things as well. You're in a place to call home as an extra on Showcase Foxtel and also House of Bond with Nine Network. How, how do you think the television sort of, sort of thing is different to the, musical theater
2: thing oh it's a completely different kettle of fish yeah <laughs> it, um yeah it's a completely different different world uh i think the biggest thing for me was just to kind of tone down everything being like don't be theatrical cameron just be very realistic and that <laughs> and, um, and at the time i i was i've been booked on a lot of kind of period pieces like a place to call home and stuff and um it's the coolest thing is jumping into that world and you know, learning from the incredible actors you're surrounded by and the incredible production teams and directors and so on and and yeah, it's 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 hard work. It's long hours. A lot of waiting around and sitting around and, you know, the catering's always good, but you know, <laughs> after you have sat around for ten hours, I don't know how good some some um, good old bruschetta is after that long, mm-hmm. but um <laughs> <laughs> nah, it is yeah, it's it's a load of fun. And yeah. then recently I've actually worked on um an upcoming series for ABC called um, Wakefield, which is premiering in a couple of weeks actually, and got to be a featured dancer for that, which was really great, working with um Christopher Horsey and a lot of brilliant performers on that. And yeah, so that was that's that was a load of fun.
0: Absolutely. I mean look, mm. I started dancing when I was maybe uh eight years old maybe even a bit later and then I stopped at the beginning of high school I just kind of gave it a miss for whatever reason that was I wish I continued to be completely honest but I mean when I think back to what inspired me to do dancing I think of watching Dick Van Dyke dancing in Mary Poppins or I think of Gene Kelly and singing in the rain what is it for you Mm -hmm. who do you what's the first image that comes to your mind when you think of you know that that passion and that inspiring moment when you when you saw that that dancer
2: I mean, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Another one was, yeah, definitely Gene Kelly's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Praise to Gene Kelly. Um, another big one was watching the tap dogs when they came through oh, to Canberra. Yes. That was kind of a really cool moment for me where it was just like just a bunch of blokes doing what they loved doing. And I was like, they they've got it. And it was seeing little spurts of that that really kind of pushed my, you know, my eagerness to to push through it. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah they're kind of up there also people like um David Atkins
0: yep um,
2: of everything with Shoe Shuffle yep. I kind of saw I, I followed a lot of their kind of trajectory in terms of their their work and Kelly Abbey and so on I just I find people like that very very inspiring so
1: yeah and now, Kim, talking about the Tap Dogs, you're actually part of a group called the Tap Pack, and you're actually a lead vocalist for that group. How awesome is that to be able to obviously perform on stage doing what you love doing, dancing with the whole group of people?
2: Oh, that, that, that I think honestly, out of my career so far, has been the biggest highlight. It's, it was one of those things, like I said before, everybody has a different version, their own version of success. And I remember being on my first cruise ship with the Tap Pack, and it was me. A guy named Jordan Pollard, who's one of the creators of the Tap Pack, who I've looked up to for many, many years. Jesse Rasmussen, also one of the co-creators of the Tap Pack. And a guy named Ron Brown, Christy Whelan Brown's husband, who has done several musical theatre stuff, like recently played Peter Allen in Boy From Oz with a production company. And we're on. that was my first cruise ship. So we went on as guest entertainers and I stood on stage and I'm seeing, I am started seeing a song called Me and My Shadow. And I'm looking opposite, and I realize in that moment, I'm like, okay, I'm seeing opposite Ron Brown. Okay, yeah, this is happening. Okay, I'm tap dancing with these boys. Like, okay, yeah, 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 great, great. great okay, awesome. And like, like you boys, like, I'm still such a a theater nerd. Like, I'm not one of those performers that, you know, I I just I love it, and I still look up to people so much. So it was still one of those pinch me moments, being like, "Wait a second, but I've seen you do this, and I I loved you in that, and now I'm." Performing with you, alongside you, <laughs> um, and then also, um, I was lucky enough to do the opera, the Sydney Opera House live stream with the boys, um, which was really, really cool, really cool. And for them to kind of trust me with such a special gig that um, went live, and I had cousins in England who watched it live stream, and like it was, it was kind of surreal. And performing at the Opera House with no audience, but still an. <laughs>
0: Well, look, I think your comment there about being a complete theatre nerd leads us into our brand new segment we have on this podcast. It's all about it's all about being in the know with musical theatre. And, Jack, you came up with this idea. Would you like to explain the whole concept?
1: Absolutely. So, this is a new segment we've only just brought in, as George said. And what happens, we actually ask you some musical trivia questions to test your knowledge of musical theatre. So... What's going to happen? I'm going to ask you about three questions, and George is going to ask you two, and we're going to and we're going to see. We're actually going to keep a tally of all our special guests to see how well they know the musical theatre.
2: on. Who else? Who 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 already has done this? Her name
0: is Ariana. I'm oh,
2: I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, well, well i that but <laughs> she's number going one. Really but you know, <laughs> <laughs> really well you know, played, it. please. Really yeah. well played. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is are what happens when you're at the same studio.
2: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Okay, bring it Alrighty. on.
1: So, question one. What musical is based on the songs of ABBA?
2: Oh, I've done it with Pac-Man, Mama
1: Mia. Oh, ding, 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 ding. Well done. What type of school did Frenchie drop out of in the musical Greece? What type of school? What type of school,
2: yes. It was... What did she drop... Oh...
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: it was Beauty School. Beauty School out. Beauty School. Oh, that was tricky. <laughs> I nearly went into Rydell. Yeah. I was thinking oh, about right Rydell. Now. There we go. <laughs> tricky. tricky. You should drop out of It's Beauty School.
1: Very good. Well done. Now, question three What musical features a song, Love is an Open Door? Oh, Frozen. Oh, he is too
0: good. George, it's over to you, my friend. Absolutely. Okay. This is a bit of a multiple choice. Question: What is the longest running show on Broadway? Is it A. Cats, B. Les Misérables, C. The Phantom of the Opera, or D. Wicked? Which one is the longest running show on Broadway? It
2: is C. Phantom of the Opera.
0: I've is that got right? I've got Les Mis here. <laughs> <laughs> is it Les Mis? It's, I've got I've got B. Les Mis. But, is it? Yeah, no. I've, got, really? I, I've got. I've got B lame is. But I mean, you oh were so. You were I'm, so I'm confident. I'm it right now, boys. We have to go to the uh, to the action replay or to uh, Google our friend. We'll go upstairs to go to the video ref. <laughs> Wait a sec.
2: Fan of the opera. Oh anyway, my is god! It, yeah. Is it going to show? Is it going to show? Is
0: it going? Can you see it? Well, well, there oh, you there go. Oh, Look, that is your point, my friend. I don't there know. we are. I must have got there that from Wikipedia four from four. or something. <laughs> can, can,
1: can we ever trust Wikipedia? Oh <laughs>
0: no, no, not, no. Not, not after that little stuff up. There we go. <laughs> well, okay, That's okay. Right. Number five. Here we go. Here we go. Um, what is the musical adaptation of Monty Python and the Holy Grail? That is Spamalot there oh he goes five hey. out of five well wow. done Thank you,
1: Thank you. So, so it's much. definitely top of the charts at the moment it's
0: definitely top of the charts
1: <laughs> that, that's that's
0: a tie isn't it jack
1: i think so i think so you
0: have a tiebreaker oh you're not right here boys
1: mm. i'm gonna put you on the spot we we asked this question to our other guest ariana now what side of the face does the Phantom wear his mask? Oh, that
2: is so hard. <laughs> um, I'm I'm gonna say. Oh my god, I'm gonna say the. Oh, I'm trying. I'm literally trying to picture in my head when, when she takes it off him. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> 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 I think. I think it's the left side. Wait. Oh,
1: are you sure? Are you sure? I'm so not sure. I'm just gonna go with left. (laughs) It is the right
2: side of his. (laughs) Oh no! Shame on me! (laughs) Shame on me! Did she get that right?
1: Actually, that is a good question. Did she get it right, George?
0: I think she did. Oh, okay.
1: Mm. All
0: right, okay.
1: But that's okay. okay. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> well done. That was a, that was a pretty good effort. I'm, I'm very proud. Look, out of the Thank five you. questions that we
0: gave, oh, you know what? I reckon we give him a bonus point because he, he re-corrected so. the quiz master. The quiz yeah. master <laughs> didn't even know what the correct answer was. So I reckon yeah, right. we'll keep <laughs> you at the top of the board. And now we Rude. also want to run an idea past you, Cam. You know, no. there's all these betting things, uh, you know, gambling mm. things, you know, gamble responsibly, uh, the sports bet. We're thinking of doing a thing called theatre bet. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. So, I mean, we've this that's we only got a name so far and we don't really know what the entire concept and process will be. But how cool <laughs> would that be, a theatre bet? I don't know. Well,
2: what, I mean, yeah. I like the idea of what are we betting on?
0: <laughs> betting on... Who's going to be the lead in the next musical? That could be one of the bets. Oh, you know, What's cool. the likelihood of, you know, Guy Sebastian playing Hamilton? Although the cast is already out. Oh, right. But that kind of yeah. thing. We could have different bets like that, you know? Okay. okay. Yeah. That, that who's, who's going to come out of the backstage door first at Frozen? Okay. Right.
2: Who's going to mess up their know. lines
0: like the first? Mm. Who's going to mess up their lines first?
2: That's
0: funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could work. No, I I think go with it. Why not? All right. Sweet. All right. Well, we need funding.
1: (laughs) I've really got to ask you this question. But what was it like to perform with Elmo and Sesame Street at Universal Studios in Singapore? I reckon that would be, I reckon that would be the most best achievement anyone could ever have in their entire life. So jealous.
2: It definitely, it definitely was pretty cool it was really really cool um for people who don't know at Universal Studios Singapore I worked there back in 2017 um we did a brand new Sesame Street show called Elmo's TV Time and pretty much it was all of the wonderful characters from Sesame Street and a few of us dancers and were exploring different kind of TV anyway we were lucky enough because it was a world premiere show for Universal that we had a few of the Actual puppets come over. How yeah, oh, cool! Um, one of my dear friends, Emily, got to work and meet um, Elmo, the real Elmo. And then our cast were fortunate enough to actually meet the real Cookie Monster and Abby Cadabby. Yeah,
1: wow. so that was
2: that was really cool. That was really really cool. It was mm. kind of it was <laughs> in the moment. I was like, is this really happening? And <laughs> in, like. <laughs> What's going on? But it was there. Yeah, they were so lovely, and yeah, they were beautiful, 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 beautiful characters. Lovely characters. Now, Such Cam, a great ones. Just, one.
0: just yeah. lastly, we'd like to ask you. We, we speak to this about all of uh, to all of our guests we have on the show. Uh, um, theatre fails. Do you have a theatre <laughs> fail?
2: <laughs> oh God! I need to take off my glasses. This I, I have a pretty epic one. A pretty epic. Um <laughs> I don't know whether Neil Gooding's gonna kill me for saying this on here, but that's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Um, he'll be fine. Uh so we did Packerman. we did Wicked back in 2016. And I am single-handedly actually, no, that's a lot. I was single-handedly the first person ever to successfully um produce a show stop. So pretty <laughs> Pretty much what had happened. Wow, Mm. pretty big. Pretty much what had happened is that I played Chistery in this production. Who is the head monkey boy? And right at the beginning of the show, if people know it, is that the monkeys appear and we watch alphabet melt, and then we turn this big gear, and it kind of starts the role in terms of the big um, opening number. No one mourns a wicked. Anyway, it was like one of a weekday performances and I came out and I did my thing and I did my big monkey noise and I started turning the gear and I went to look back up at the map to watch the witch melt and I saw something in the corner of my eye happen and I was like, what's that? And then I hear the, fir- the first two rows scream. <laughs> <Holy> <laughs> and I turned back and in slow, this all happened in slow motion, boys. The second gear, <laughs> which... Uh, how big was it? It was quite big. let say at least a meter in diameter. Diameter. Good math. Diana. <laughs> really good. toy. that's why I dance. Um, <laughs> it, it fell off the set into oh. the orchestra pit. Oh! It hit the keyboard players' um, piano, and the keyboard fell like completely, just like that, just like something else on this table. Come so <laughs> <fell.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic! I've even added sound effects just for you. Uh, <laughs> you nearly ended the call.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then it, it proceeded to fall onto the violinist like this oh, while she's still playing. Cool. Mind you, they're oh, literally oh, no. the of the playing, right? So it all happened in slow motion. I was like, "Oh!" Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> it just got monkeyed off, not knowing what to do. Ran around like. Full, uh, the orchestra stopped, like, like it was bad. Oh. And apparently, like my one of my closest friends was in the audience. And God bless her, she messages me. She goes, "Everyone's okay. It's okay. Do not panic." Because of course, I ran off stage, being like, "Yeah, running round." Oh, wow. At that point, I'd run into the corridor, and Neil was in the audience at the time. He'd run from the audience to meet in the corridor and the musical director had run up. Um, and they were really lovely. They were like, it's not your fault. You did everything like fine. It's all good. It's all fine. Nobody's hurt. Everything's okay. And nobody was hurt. Like it definitely got like, I went down and apologized to the the orchestra, to my, my beautiful friend Tess, who was playing the keyboard mm. when it came down. And you can imagine you are like in the middle of, and just like, boom, a piece of set something <laughs> lies in your direction. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah. It it shook everyone. It was pretty it was pretty scary and I think from the audience as well, because it was it was just made out of like foam. Mm. But from the order, like it was painted to look mm. like nobody would have known any different. Um, but yeah, that's probably that's probably my my biggest. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> yeah.
0: you are on an absolute roll. You've got the best theatre fail and you're also on top of the leaderboard for our little quiz show. That's wow, that's insane. Here we go.
2: And nice. I've always said, I said to them as well, I said to one of the other producers, Jordan, I said, don't ever give me a prop because it's not going to work well. I we did, we did Mamma Mia and I played Eddie and I came on with a set of bagpipes. And as I was coming on, I ran into the side of the set. We were meant to be drunk in the thing. And the yeah, yeah, bag yeah. snapped in half and hit me in the eye. And I had this big, like, welt on the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's been like, Just don't give me a prop. Just please, wow. just avoid giving me props. Yeah.
1: That's really the tip of the iceberg, I think. But yeah, congratulations. Wow. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think we should make one. They 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 did cast awards and I got the big um the biggest cog up. <laughs> I love that. How good is that? <laughs>
1: But Cam Boxall, thank you so much for giving up your time for coming Behind the Curtain this afternoon. It's It's been a really big pleasure in listening to all your stories and having so much fun on this episode. It's been such great fun. And is there a place where people can follow your musical
2: theatre journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got my Instagram, Cameron Boxall underscore. Um, they can kind of head over there and see what I'm getting up to soon. So, i have got a couple of projects um, coming up soon. We're doing Wicked again with Packerman and um, choreographing
0: a few other things. So, yeah, some exciting stuff ahead. Cam, it's been an absolute delight speaking to you, mate. All the best. We uh, hopefully can do this in person sometime.
2: Yeah, that'd be great, boys. I'd love that. I'll, I'll make a, I'll make a musical theatre quiz for you, boys. I'll test your Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, cool. is, it is on.
0: Just, just don't use Wikipedia. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cam Boxer joining us on Behind the Curtain. Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtain. Be sure to give the boys a rating and review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram
2: at behindthecurtain.podcast. Talk soon.